Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk radio show. Here's a quick announcement. Our October heart-centered and passion-driven inspirations for better living digital magazine designed to help moms build a better future for themselves, their families, and loved ones is currently available at www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com. This month's theme is Autumn of Mindfulness. The magazine offers inspirational stories from our dedicated team of experts to help you navigate your current situation with confidence in your motherhood journey as the COO, if not the CEO, of your family. So please go to www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com and treat yourself to some engaging, entertaining, and enlightening stories. You deserve it. As far as our radio show for today, my guest for this morning is Margaret Donahue. Margaret, who prefers to be called Peg, is a highly skilled business and personal consultant, teacher, and coach specializing in feng shui, clearing energies and blockages, and refocusing clients to live authentic, prosperous lives. Peg holds an MBA from Boston University and a BA from Georgetown University. She taught and certified feng shui practitioners for seven years at her school, the New England Center for Feng Shui and Intuitive Arts, in addition to an eight-year collaboration with Karen Kelly of Living Energy Works. Peck and her current collaborative partner, Madeline Gowich, who is an internationally recognized certified astrologer specializing in business and economic astrology with over 30-plus years of astrological experience, Combine their talent to produce the award-winning book, Money is an Energy Game. It is a 300-page encyclopedia of money attraction tools. Unfortunately, Madeline is not able to join us this morning, but Peg and I will be having a wonderful conversation about her remarkable life's journey, her successful collaboration with Madeline, and how you can enhance or recalibrate your ability to increase prosperity. Good morning, Peg. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Johnny. I'm doing very well. How are you today? Wonderful. I am so excited to talk to you about the book. It is a pleasure to have you with me. Money is an Endgame is a very compelling and insightful read. The book is beautifully designed and laid out. And I have to say, it is a perfect timing for those of us who is in need of a roadmap to rebuilding our finances. So congratulations to Madeline Yu. Well, thank you, Johnny. It was really fun putting it together. Madeline and I put this book together over a seven-year <laughs> process, yes, because we each run our own businesses, and we had been working on this as a collaboration, and we decided, first when we started, we felt we were ahead of our time with it, and then it was like, okay, we need to hurry this up and get it done, because people really need to um, know this stuff and have this information. So we got it done. The interesting part about what you ladies have put together, this beautifully designed book, it's timeless. The principles in it is just fascinating, and I love it. And there are a lot of ancient recipes and modern tweak to the modern lifestyle that we have. And it's real life, real situation, it's the application of knowledge all around us. Yes, and and that was our intention with this. In fact, one of our readers told me, gosh, you should have called this life is an energy game because that's really what it's all about. It's really about, you know, living your life and it's much more than money. Yeah, so um, money's a big aspect, yeah. Wonderful. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. Well, sure. Well, I was or I am the sixth of nine children. So I grew up in a um, middle-class family in New England. I was, in, you know, as a six of nine, I was the organizer, the mediator, the link really between our family members. Um, my dad worked oftentimes three jobs, and my mom also worked really, you know, you're feeding 11 people. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of people to, to feed and to, um, you know, keep a whole household together. We all worked. We were all encouraged to work from a young age. I had a paper route at a young age. I babysat. Um, we knew that, you know, our parents didn't have money to send us off to college, but we were all encouraged to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I began saving, you know, from an early age to do that. So, you know, we grew up with um, the idea that 
you have to work hard, you know, to to earn your money and to save your money, and uh, that you know work is really really important. So I had always worked. I worked my way through college. I nearly quit at one point because it was overwhelming. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay for it. I went to um, turns out an expensive school, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> And when I was going to quit, I was actually working in the, in the financial aid offices. And it's an interesting story how I came to work in the financial aid office. After my uh, freshman year and I got my financial aid package for sophomore year, I was so upset over it that, you know, I couldn't figure out how to make ends meet. It was really um, frustrating. So I called them up and I just really, you know, talked to them about it and said, you know, this is not going to work and, and we need to do something different. And I'll tell you, by the time I got off the phone, I had a job working in the financial aid office. They offered it to me on the phone. And I kept that job for three <laughs> years until I graduated from college. So I actually got to n- know the in and outside of um, financial aid, of how it all worked. But also, you know, I was going to leave school because it was so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to figure, trying to you know do my studies and work my jobs and keep it all together. And when I told my boss in financial aid that I was leaving, this was sophomore year, she literally marched me up to the dean's office and said, no, you're not. We're going to figure this out. And on the way up, I just heard a little voice in my head and just said, just be quiet. And this is how things happen. Just watch. And sure enough, you know, it was like magic. You know, they just made things happen. They rearranged mm-hmm. some loans, gave me some scholarship money. It's like, wow, this is how things happen. And because I had told myself, too, if they make it work, then of course I'll return. And then when I, um, a few weeks later, I got a call from somebody that I had been doing babysitting with, and they were looking for a nanny, you know, for the next year. Mm-hmm. So I did a nanny job, and, and that was, and they had, they had four children at the time. They had a fifth on the way, so <laughs> I was responsible for five children under the age of six when I was doing it, and it was when I was um, nannying and also doing my studies, and I earned, you know, got on the dean's list that year. And I was like, wow, this is how stuff happens. And I also thought, how did my mother ever do this? How did she ever raise nine children? <laughs> it's a lot of work, but there was also a lot of synchronicity there. You know, things just happen. Mm-hmm. So when you watch and allow and trust and believe um, that, okay, things are going to work out, they do. And what I've learned in, in my later years is it's about setting an attention and being clear about what you want. And you have to take inspired action. You just can't sit around and expect things you know, to happen. You have to help yourself out. But you help yourself out in really good and really positive ways. And um, that's a lot of what this book is about. Wonderful. How did your transformational spiritual journey in feng shui begin? Oh, that's a a great question. Well, after I graduated from college, I graduated with a degree in sociology. I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I started looking around for work. And I was hired into a novel company at the time. This was in the 1970s, so some of your listeners may not have been born then. And I got into this field called called, um, direct marketing or database marketing. And you know what? It turns out it was the precursor of all, you know, the social media world. It was about Mm -hmm. customer relationship marketing. So I um, worked for that company for 21 years. And they also sent me to um, business school. I earned my MBA along the way. I asked them to um, pay for it. And you know what? They did. And so (laughs) it's amazing how things happen. Anyways, I left that job in early 2000, or or just at at the beginning of 2000. I was ready to take a break. And after being in this company for 21 years, I had joined when it was small, and there were four original founders that were there. And over the years, the company was bought and sold. And I had told myself, okay, when the last founder leaves, that's probably my time too. And you know what? That's exactly how it happened. That right about the time the last founder was leaving, you know, I saw an opening. And I said, hey, just, you know, let me out of here. And, um, and so I left my job. I was going to take six months off and just get another job. 
and I took the six months off. But you know what? It's been over 21 years again <laughs> since I never went back to the corporate world. I just realized after I was out that my heart wasn't in it anymore, and that I needed and wanted to do something else. So I fell into feng shui. I had been learning about it prior to leaving the corporate world, and I was just fascinated mm-hmm. with it. So when I had time, and during this time also, my husband was a full-time dad. So I, I think that's an important um, part of this journey because I left uh, on a leap of faith and a leap of trust that I knew we would be okay. I was a breadwinner mm-hmm. and that, that we would still be fine. And I, during this time, I just really delved into metaphysics. And, oh, my gosh, I could not learn it and read about it and study it fast. It was just one book or one class led me to another and to another and to another. So along the way, I did three professional feng shui programs. I um, did some prosperity um, classes, manifestation classes, energy classes, intuition classes. I learned about um, healthy homes and healthy buildings. So it was all an inner and outer exercise. I just <laughs> could not learn fast enough. So I just read and I studied and I observed and I uh, practiced. And so um, it's, it's been a, um, a great journey. I'm still on it. It's, it's not over. Yeah, so for your listeners who might not be aware of it, feng shui, it's the art and science of arranging your environment to enhance your life. Mm -hmm. So it's all about really nature and your environment. And the premise is is that your space, your home, your work, your office, wherever you are, it is a mirror image of yourself. So the And it's all about the energy. And that's what this book is about. It's about energy and paying attention to energy, noticing your energy, noticing the energy of your environment, noticing the energy of the people in your life and what's going on and really connecting with that energy. And that's, you know, with this transformational, um, you know, spiritual journey, it's all about the energy, studying the energy and tuning into the energy and being in the energy and being aware of um, the energies that you're in. Very interesting. Feng Shui originally originated from the East, yes, what it did. triggered you to sort of blend that into the Western culture? I, I would think that would be difficult. Well, I had been hearing, you know, tidbits about feng shui, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was curious about it, so I read about it, and I said I, I started learning it when I still had my corporate job, and I um, started off learning the Western version. So the version mm-hmm. with the Bagua. And the Western version happens to be very, very spiritual. Mm-hmm. And then I was also curious about the Eastern version because I, I would read and I would hear that, you know, uh, there were like two camps, and, and each camp felt that their process was the real one or one was right. better than the other. And I'm somebody that ne- I need to know my topics inside and out. And if I'm going to... Um, put my stake into something, or a stake in the ground. I need to know that topic, and, and so I'm, I'm very um, diligent in that regard. So one day, I took a day off work, and I took all my feng shui books, and I said, I am going to figure this out. And I took my um, floor plan, and I just started making notes from all the books, you know, about um, the Eastern version as well as the Western version, and I just overlaid all the information. And then I sat back and said, oh, my gosh, it's really all the same. Mm-hmm. And so I um, earned three um, feng shui certificates along the way. One of them was a two-year program with Jill Hale about the Lopan, the Chinese um, system, uh, the Flying Star system, the Eight Mansion system, and really learning that inside and out. And it's a um, more mathematical system, and, but it's the energy. And, and math is all energy, you know, the, um, mm-hmm. the energy behind the numbers. And so some people gravitate to that. Some people, you know, gravitate away from that. <laughs> and they just want to, you know, cut to the chase. But both systems really work, really work. I find that the Eastern system has, um, is a way to cut to the heart of the matter really fast. Mm-hmm. And the Western system is more spiritual in nature. 
and so they both work. And when I'm working with clients, I work with both systems. I um, often speak to them and converse to them uh, from the Western perspective, but meanwhile, I'm also running the numbers on the um, the Flying Star system and taking a look at their house that way and cutting to the chase and seeing if there is a, a, an additional perspective that I can bring and help them to um, cut to the um, heart of the information that will um, in transforming their life or meeting their goals. That's wonderful. How did you and Madeline initially connect and ended up forming this wonderful collaborative team? Well, it turns out that Madeline and I met while we were both taking prosperity training classes. Mm-hmm. And so that's where our cross paths, uh, our paths crossed initially, and this was in the early 2000s. And so as we were learning this, um, Madeline also has a um, an astrology business, and it turned out she was looking for a feng shui practitioner. And so I somebody brought it to my attention. I, I didn't see it at first. And what I have learned in my own life is I need to see three, typically see things three times. You know, mm-hmm. it, it might you know come to you and and you'll take note, but maybe not. You know, or I'll take note and or might not even register. And then the second time, by the third time, it's like, oh my gosh, I need to pay attention. So I think that's how it happened with Madeline. It had come, you know my attention probably three different ways and so i connected with her and i said hey you're looking for a feng shui practitioner and we have been um, collaborating ever since so it's it's been a great collaboration and what we did early on is we um after we had finished our prosperity training we put together a program we taught a program together called eight keys to the ultimately prosperous business and we did this as a teleclass program Mm-hmm. So long before, you know, podcasts were, were out there and all that. And then we are, it was our students that asked for a, a class on language and words and stories we tell. So then we put together another program called The Art of Conscious Language. And then we took it a notch further, and we put together a um, six-week program called Take an Energy Inventory for Prosperity. And then we decided we wanted to take all of this, <laughs> kick it up a notch, and really bring it to a wider audience, and that's where we got the idea to put it all together in a book. So that's how Money is an Energy Game came about. It's a, it was our collaboration, and it was these three programs and a desire to you make it available to anyone who wants to learn more about um, this topic and yeah. just um, mm-hmm. integrate it into their own lives to make a, a big difference in their own lives, to you know, get on a path that's... Um, maybe easier than um, one they've um, been on, just, you know, by um, tapping into the tips, tools, and techniques. In this book, we have uh, over 100 tips, tools, and techniques, so we feel that there's something out there for everybody. It's beautiful. I love the book. It's got so much information, on, and it's very well organized. You've got the action items. You've got the words of wisdom. You've got example sections and a bunch of tips that's for yes. business and personal. So it's not something that, one would just take, well, well, let me take a couple hours to read it. I think it takes more than that. <laughs> That's right. It, 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 um, there's a, a bit there. You know, somebody might want to sit down and read it from start to finish, or you might just, you know, flip through it and see what page mm-hmm. it opens to, or read the table of contents, and if there's a particular topic yeah. um, or a subject that, that catches you, you know, um, dip into that one first. But there's um, and there's an index at the back mm-hmm. that where we um, compiled all the tips, tools, and techniques, and so you can you know just scan through those. And depending on where you are in your life or what's mm-hmm. up for you, what you want to shift, you can um, tap into the book that way. So true. That's true. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, MixCloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hop Hopper. I'm Johnny Tan, your host. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to the October edition of our heart-centered and passion-driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com. My guest for this morning is Margaret Peck Donahue. Peck is a highly skilled business and personal consultant, teacher, and coach specializing in feng shui, clearing energies and blockages, and refocusing clients to live authentic, prosperous lives. 
Peck and her collaborative partner, Madeline Gerwich, who is an internationally recognized certified astrologer specializing in business and economic astrology with over 30 years of astrological experience, combined their talents to produce the award-winning book, Money is an Energy Game. It is a 300-page encyclopedia of money attraction tools. Peck and I are having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey, her successful collaboration with Madeline, and how you can enhance or recalibrate your ability to increase prosperity. So, Peg, what is prosperity? Oh, that's another great question. So, prosperity is all about well-being. It is knowing that um, you know all your needs and your true desires that they're easily met when you need them or when you want them. So it's about the essence of what it is you want. It's having all your basic resources, you're having your health, it's about your family, your friends, your community, having meaning and purpose in your life, having, you know, basics or uh, you know, home, a roof over your head. It's living a life in joy. And so it's all of these things combined. So prosperity is much more than money. It really is. That's interesting, though, because a lot of people equate wealth to prosperity. And what you're saying is that you can be wealthy, but not necessarily prosperous. And you can be prosperous and not necessarily wealthy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So money is only one aspect of this. And it's um, it's really about living a, um, a healthy and um, joyful life. It's about having uh, rich and deep relationships. It's about um, having meaning and purpose in your life. You know, jumping out of bed in the morning and being excited to to be alive and you know dive into your day. It's um, it's about living a life in joy. It is. And then when you you're doing all this, the means to make it happen, you know, um, come into your life, and it's so much easier than um, you know pushing and struggling. See, struggle is is a down what I would look at as a downward spiral. It's um, and, you know, it's the hardship and the strife versus if you are, thing, you know, that the resources, no matter what they are, that they will um, come to you and they'll come to you when you need them mm-hmm. or when you want them, then that's an upward spiral. And so things always don't show up the way you expect. So you have to be ready for things to show up in unexpected ways ways that you don't even anticipate. And that's part of the, the fun <laughs> and the magic with all of this, is you, they'll show up in, in ways uh, that are even better than you anticipated. That's wonderful. Can you share with us the various topics covered in this wonderful encyclopedia? <laughs> oh, I would be happy to. So um, the book is organized into um, three parts. So the first part is um, what we call eight keys to your prosperity. And the second part is about the art of prosperous language. is about your words and the stories you tell. And part three is about the energy inventory. So the eight keys to your prosperity is first to cultivate a positive money vibe. And so this is where, in this chapter, we have a commitment to prosperity. So I share um, my own contract and we put a, a sample contract in, so we ask everybody to um, write a contract to yourself, you know, declare that you want to be prosperous, and get on the bandwagon. Next, um, we have a chapter about releasing blockages to success. And so in this chapter, um, we talk about um, beliefs. So recognizing um, beliefs, like I grew up with the belief that, that you have to work hard, you know, to um, be prosperous, to be successful, to to earn your way. And then I realized, hmm, well, maybe you don't have to, you know, work hard all the time. <laughs> maybe it can be, you know, easier. And when I um, realized that, I figured out ways to make my life easier. Two, I also include a, a release process. I do... Um, a service called Emotional Freedom and, and Tapping and Healing. It's a mm-hmm. tapping modality. So I recorded a 45-minute session in, in the book. When you get the book, you have a link to this online so that you can do a tapping um, release program to help you release common blockages to success. 
So we have that out there. So it's like getting the book for free because you get this release with it. And then we talk about quantum physics and the effects of subtle energy at work. And this is about what you focus on. Whatever you focus on expands. And what you resist persists. So again, it's all about the energy. And where's your focus and where's your energy going? Then we move on to um, creating desired results, bringing yourself into Mm -hmm. alignment with what you want, creating with trust, so learning to trust, because this is an essential part of um, collaboration and cooperation. Good timing. Um, Madeline um, wrote a chapter all about good timing as an astrologer. Good timing has been a, um, it's what she does. And I have followed astrology since I was a kid. It's all about the patterns. Just like feng shui is about the patterns of your space, astrology is about the patterns in the heavens. And it is amazing. So um, we um, talk about common patterns um, and how to succeed with good timing. I have a chapter in there about feng shui. And so this is about optimizing your office for um, success and prosperity. And then we also included a chapter on um, building your wealth. So a ways and patterns to have an ongoing revenue stream for yourself. Part two, as I said, is the art, prosperous language. So we um, talk about cliches, you know, many cliches like, <laughs> oh, money doesn't grow on trees, you know. <laughs> you know, so we can recognize our our patterns. And you might recognize, you know, the beliefs that you grew up with, you know, just by the stories, you know, that are there. And we, um, the next chapter is about, about the power of words. And we put information in here about really recognizing your own words, your own language, and changing it over so that it is, if it's negative, so that it is um, positive and uplifting language. And, and this is not about ignoring or denying you know, what your experiences are, but it's about putting a positive vibration on them wouldn't it be lovely if this or something even better happened so Mm -hmm. it's putting your focus on the way you want things to be and pulling them away from or out of you know the doldrums or the dumps you know or you know or spiral down like i often say whoever decided that the news is all the bad stuff you know we (laughs) you know how did that come about when there's so much good news out there. And um, for many years, I've been paying attention to the um, Good News Network. So I don't know if you and your listeners are aware of this, but there's a, um, a woman out there that has been putting together good news every day. And now it's available. It's, it has been available on the web for many, many years. It's called the Good News Network. And you can subscribe to it and just get a jolt of good news in your box every morning. And it's really, really amazing and heartwarming stories. So it's these types of stories that are help to lift us up, you know, as humanity and to um to do more and more good work out there. And so the p- third part of the book is um we call it Take an Energy Inventory for Prosperity. So this is a 6-week program where each week you focus on a different aspect of um energy. One week is about sleep, another week it's about food and nutrition exercise and movement, your emotions and feelings, your um, thoughts and mental capacity, as well as um, spiritual awareness. So each week, all you're doing is using the checklists and, and worksheets that we provide, and you're just noting your patterns. So you could do this in any order. You could do it over um, you know, six straight weeks. You could do it one a month. It, it doesn't matter. You could you know, pick one that you think is your most troubling area and work with that one. And all we ask you to do is to note your patterns and then link them to um, prosperity and how that is unfolding in your life. And so we, um, the worksheets are a, a great guide for that. And then we wrap all this up with what we call the game because the whole point of this is to make this game fun. So with the game, mm-hmm. you get to do it your way anyway. You can play the game by yourself. <laughs> you can um, get some partners. You can play it with your family. 
But the whole point of it is to put the principles and tools into action and to notice the, the results that you're receiving or that you, you're getting and then to keep it going. Yeah, so it, it's really a, um, what I would say is a guide for life. It, it really is. It, this is the beginning, and I'm hearing amazing things from people that are, are saying um, this is um, really shifting. I was at my um, post office. Um, last week, and the postmistress pulled me aside when everybody had left, and she said, you know, I just want to tell you, because of your book, I am in such a good place right now, and I have been for a couple months. I read it from cover to cover, and now I'm going through it again. I have it all marked. I'm practicing Mm -hmm. different things, and what a difference it is making. And what we say, what I often say is the work is always on oneself, So, you know, many people are out there and they complain about what's going on or complain about other people. But the objective of all this is to turn it back, turn it back on yourself. The work is always on yourself. It's not about the other people. It's about your relationship to to them. And it's about your perspective of what's going on in your life. That's where the real shifts come from, when you can recognize that, you're really in charge of yourself and you're in charge of your own life and you're in charge of your feelings and your thoughts. Nobody um, you know, can do that for you. And each of us has that ability to, to shift. That's true, very, very true. Well, there's nothing wrong by expressing your frustration in a way, I would say, but then in the yeah, end... Nothing wrong at all. Right, and so... That's good in so many ways because you're clearing your own memory banks. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. So express your frustration and then focus on, okay, now what do I want? And then focus on what you really want as a result of that. What is it mm-hmm. that you want to be different? And as you are identifying and indicating and specify what it is you want to be different, put it in a positive framework Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so get rid of the don'ts and the nots and the can'ts and the shouldn'ts and put the reframe those so so we provide uh, some examples and ways to reframe things you know in the book as well can you give us some tips on how we can positively create the money vibes within us as a kickoff (laughs) oh sure 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 so um, with a money vibe is first of all it is um, it's about being um, positive and being uplifting. And so what, the first thing I would recommend is to focus on what it is you want. Do you want a um, particular dollar amount, say, in your bank account or available to you? Do you want um, to be able just to you know, pay your bills with ease? Is it um, do you need money for a particular um, event? in your life, so to speak. So you have to set your intention. Set your intention. And then you do need to take inspired action. So this is positive action. And then you have to get out of your own way and allow really the universe you know, to come in and help you out. So, um, for example, one thing when, you know, with my own business, oftentimes mm-hmm. I'll just put it out there, you know, okay, I want to have X dollars amount in my um, bank account on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, you know, get going on for, uh, cultivating new business or doing um, new activities. Um, meditation actually is another aspect of this, is um, getting out of my own way, is sitting down and visualizing that end result. So visualizing actually my bank account filling up, you know, doing, working with great clients, you know, having it be easy, just, you know, the essence of all of that. And then what I have noticed with me is usually within a two-week period, things will start happening. I might get um, more calls or referrals will come in because that's how most of my business comes in anyways. It, it comes in through referrals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those will pick up and it's like, wow, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. And then when I um, need it to slow down, you know, I, I pull back in and, you know, it, it comes to, you know, a halt, so to speak, if I need um, space to do more things. When I'm feeling that I'm, um, my days are, are too packed, 
I will do do a meditation and, and visualize um, time expanding <laughs> to get done <laughs> everything. Because one of the phenomena about this is when you get on a roll and things are happening, and then if they're happening too fast, the risk is you say no and you start pushing things away. You know, with mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm too busy. I can't handle this. It's too much. Take it away. Then it slows down. <laughs> it comes to a halt. So. It's almost like a you know a train wreck at that point. You you speed it up mm-hmm. and you slow it down. You speed it up, you slow it down. And I think it's much better to have a steady stream, you know, mm-hmm. a, a steady flow. So it depends on what it is that you would like or what it is, um, you know, the uh, the speed at which you want these things to happen. They can happen really fast. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I would say most people, it's a mixed bag. It is you know they'll put out that they want something and then they will push it away. They'll push it away by engaging in gossip, negative gossip. They'll, you know, might be out there agreeing with um, stories or the news or adding to it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that happened to me too. Well, all those (laughs) things, you know, it's a spiral down. It's the way you push things away, you know, prosperity away from you. So it's, recognizing your own patterns. Another way to, you know, to do this is observe successful people. Notice what they do and emulate the positive things and let go of the negative things. You, know, you can observe others, but the work is always on yourself. It's always on oneself. That's true, very true. Do you think good timing is just plain luck? Or oh, is it not at all. No such <laughs> thing as luck. <laughs> uh, oh no no no! Uh, um, luck, luck is good fortune, and and good fortune is, um, to me, it's synchronicity, and there is mm-hmm. an amazing amount of synchronicity in the world. But good timing is is um, uh, synchronicity has a lot to do with it. But mm-hmm. it's all about the patterns that are out there in the, in the in the skies and the stars with the planets. That this stuff is real, and I, I'll tell you, I have followed this since long before I met Madeline. Since I was a child, I knew that there was something um, to astrology. I followed it when I was in business, again, long before you know, I met Madeline. And I knew about this period called, um, a cycle called void moons, void, of course, moons. And this is when the, the moon is moving around, and every, say, two to three days, it, it pauses, and it needs a mm-hmm. little uh, space. And this, uh, Madeline has, time, has called this in her book, a time out. It's a pause. It's a uh, you know. It's a time to to pull back and not take important action. And so I have noticed over the years that when um, contracts, in particular, when they were signed, uh, say during a timeout, during a void of course moon, or they were signed during uh, another pattern called the Mercury retrograde pattern, and we're in that pattern right now, that mm-hmm. those were the clients that were the most difficult to service and the most difficult to administer. And in um, my role within the company, I often was tasked with cleaning up these relationships. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I knew that. And one time it was the most important relationship in the company, and I knew that that contract had been signed during a, a, an unfavorable period. So mm-hmm. I... Um, uh, cleaned up the um, the account and the service. We actually wrote a new contract, and, and it got signed during a um, more favorable period. And and so the patterns are out there. They, they they really are, and that's what astrology is about, and that's also what feng shui is about, is notice the patterns, notice the patterns. And so it is not just um, good luck. You know, good luck can enter into a lot of our lives, mm-hmm. but when you are working with good timing, you're also going to have a lot of good fortune. Things, you know, more and more things will go your way. And so it's not that you'll never have a problem, but what I find is that the obstacles, you'll have fewer obstacles, and they're easier to resolve. And it's, it's a much um, easier, much better way to, to live. I know my own family, so my <laughs> siblings over the years have told me, you know, you have it so easy. You just don't know what it's like. <laughs> and, uh, and I would sit back and and think, well, not really. I do know what it's like. I just know that <laughs> you're not on the same bandwagon that I'm on. And um, so you're going to have 
you know, more of those experiences that are about um, difficulty. Belief system. And mm-hmm. my belief system is different. My belief system is that life can be easier, so that and it can be joyful, and you can be happy, and things will fall into place. So that's what m- more of my life is about, and my experience. So, you know, it's amazing. My, my mother used to say, <laughs> "I don't know how all you kids, you know, you've grown all grown up with different lives, but you've all came from the same family. I don't know how that happened." <laughs> And I've always said that our families are like a microcosm of the world, <laughs> that everything happens within a family. So you see it. So you, uh, so I have looked at my family, and I have seen it as like a laboratory. It's where you get mm-hmm. to play with all these concepts and experiment with them and try them out and see how, you know, different people are living their lives. And um, so even though we all grew up with the same parents, our lives have been um, very different. Mm-hmm. And the ones who have beliefs that are similar to mine, their lives have been easier. And the ones who believe that life is a struggle and you have to work really hard and and um, it doesn't come so easy, that's been their life. And so this <laughs> is why we always take it back to beliefs is what do you believe? Right. What do you believe? What, what do you want to believe? And if so, if if you're believing things, you know, that life is hard and life has to be a struggle and you want to change, you can change. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things we talk about in the book a lot, and mm-hmm. I use this every day, is gratitude. Gratitude is mm-hmm. so important and it is such a gift. Giving thanks for all the good things in your life. Giving, th- giving thanks for the lessons so you can give thanks for the struggle. But then let it go. Let that struggle go. Stories, negative stories, um, get in the habit of not telling them any more than three times. You can tell it, you can tell it again, (laughs) and tell it again, and then let it go. Because the more times you tell, you know, any story, you're, you're giving it more power and more energy. So stop giving energy and power to the things that you don't want to have happen or the things that you don't want to repeat in your life. Pull back from that. And in replace it with um, intentions and stories and repetition of what you want more of. I mean, that right there is huge. Right. To uh, right. focus on what it is you want more of and refrain from putting a lot of energy into what you don't want to have happen. Just pull back from it. So true. Very true. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio, our podcast, available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, TuneIn Radio, MixCloud, Podchaser, Listen Notes, and Hopper. Here's a quick reminder to treat yourself to our October edition of our Heart Center and Passion Driven Inspirations for Better Living digital magazine at www.inspirationsforbetterliving.com. My guest for this morning is Margaret Pag Donahue. Peg is a highly skilled business and personal consultant, teacher, and coach specializing in feng shui, clearing energies and blockages, and refocusing clients to live authentic, prosperous life. Peg and her collaborative partner, Madeline Gowich, who is an internationally recognized certified astrologer specializing in business and economic astrology with over 30-plus years of astrological experience, combined their talent to produce the award-winning book, Money is an energy game. It is a 300-page encyclopedia of money attraction tools. Pag and I having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey, her successful collaboration with Madeline, and how you can enhance and recalibrate your ability to increase prosperity. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Pag, how can someone quickly optimize their office and workspace to experience success and sustain a prosperous attitude? Oh, that's a great question, Johnny. So as I said, um, feng shui is about the the energy of your space. So mm-hmm. begin at the entrance. Have a clear and open entrance um, to your office. So if um, begin with the door. Sometimes doors are, are stuck. Doors are broken. And, you know they squeak. You know have um, a um, good functional door. And then put your desk in what we call a command position. So a command position is one where you can see the door, but you're not sitting directly in front of the door, so the energy is not you know, coming in as an onslaught to you. 
You have support from behind, so preferably a solid wall, or also you could sit on the diagonal, so you, you may have the, um, the benefit of two walls behind you. And you have space in front, so you have the larger part of the room in front of you. So that's a command position, and we recommend that you place yourself in the command position for your, um, for your office, you know, at your desk. Also, um, that's the optimal position for your bed. So you can see the door but not in front of the door. You have a solid wall behind you and open space of the room in front. Thirdly, to minimize clutter. So you want to have a place for everything. And clutter is anything that you don't use and you don't love. So let go of your clutter. And you know what? We all have it. (laughs) And particularly in offices, even in this digital age, you still may have a lot of paper around. So minimize, you know, if you have paper around that you don't need or don't use, you can let it go. And watch for what you put on the floor or piles, piles of books, piles of paper, piles of magazines. Depression grows from the floor up. So if you're in the habit of piling things up and just letting them be, then take note of that and maybe clean up those, um, you know, those paper piles or those book piles. So, um Focus on your entrance, having it open and clear. Put your desk in a command position. Minimize clutter. And also, you can apply the what we call the um, feng shui bagua to your space. This is the symbolic map of life issues. And one of the most important issues everybody always wants to know about of the sectors <laughs> is the area that we call the wealth corner. Mm-hmm. So the wealth corner happens to be the furthest left corner from your entrance. And this goes for your office, so your workspace. It also goes for your house. It also goes for your land. So when I talk about the feng shui bagua, think of a tic-tac-toe board. So it's a grid of nine spaces. And the wealth space is the furthest back left corner. So tell me, in, in the space you're in, what's in that back left corner? I have a plant, actually. <laughs> that is awesome. Because you know what? That must be great intuition on your part because plants are one of the things that help to energize the wealth corner. So mm. is your plant in, in good shape? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yes. growing and it's vibrant? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings good energy in there. And the reason a plant is, is a um, good cure or adjustment for that um, back left mm-hmm. corner, for the wealth corner, is because we also apply what we call the five elements to this. And so the five elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. So in feng shui, we're always working to balance our lives with nature. Just look to nature and look at what nature does. Nature is abundant. And so the wealth corner is also re- related to the wood element. And in nature, the wood element are the plants and the trees. So here you have a wood element right there. And it's about um, vibrancy and growth and life force. And so um, bringing um, plants and flowers into your um, wealth area is really good. You could bring something then in that reminds you of wealth. You know, it could be a treasure box with treasured items. On, on, um, and you can also apply this feng shui bagua to your desk. So the back left corner of your desk from where you sit. And in mine, or on my desk, I happen to have a, um, what I call it, a treasure box. It's an inlaid box that one of my brothers um, brought me from the Mideast years ago. Mm-hmm. And when he gave it to me, it was, it was a Christmas present, and it came with, of all things, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That is mm-hmm. one of the coolest gifts I have ever received. It sits in the um, back left corner of my desk. So you can bring in things that remind you of wealth. You can also, in the wealth corner, um, a mirror is a um, a good object to hang if it's reflecting something nice. Um, mirrors are of the element that um, we call water, and so it's mm-hmm. reflective qualities. And so water feeds the trees. You know, the, the rains um, come and, and the plants grow. So water helps to strengthen wood. So anything that is reflective of um, water or wood elements or qualities are great in the wealth area, but only enhance this area if your um, space is in good shape to begin with. Because when you enhance something that's not in good shape, right, right, you get more of it. 
So you, you <laughs> so so clean it up first before mm-hmm. you enhance it, so that you are putting positive energy out there mm-hmm. rather than replicating and enhancing negative energy. So that that's mm-hmm. a very important um, part of this. Is Interesting. To, have really good, positive, energizing chi meander through mm-hmm. your space. Not not rush in, because that brings in a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress, but you want energy to meander through your space. Mm-hmm. Having furniture with um, more curves and, and um, fewer sharp angles is um, another um, recommendation I would have. So to soften things up a bit. Um, pay attention to the colors. You know, use use colors that that you enjoy, that you like, that energize you. Also, in your office, pay attention to what you have around the messages. Pay attention to the art that you you mm-hmm. have on the walls or the symbols. You know, what does it um, represent to you, and what is it saying to you? Is it positive and uplifting? Uh, you know, affirmations. I I have a pet peeve about license plates, vanity plates. Some of them are really good, but some of them are not so good. And I often think, gosh, if people only realized what they are carrying around with themselves all the time, you know, through their vanity plates or through bumper stickers, you know, you go through and you read bumper stickers and I oftentimes say, oh my gosh, if people only realized the messages that they are replicating. Some of them might want to do, you know, continue to do that. But um, mm-hmm. if it's not a positive message, I recommend that you omit it, that you, you know, mm-hmm. clean it up and, and get rid of it and um, replace it with something that's inspiring, something that's uplifting and something that's positive because then those aspects will be reflected in your own life. Very, very interesting. I do have a bonsai tree a small one, a tabletop type bonsai tree, as well as I managed to get a little meditating Buddha, and I put it right underneath the bonsai tree. Oh, that <laughs> and is it's great. On, that it's is on fabulous. my desk. Yeah, it's on uh-huh. my work desk. You know how like you sit on a rectangular table, right? Yeah, so yeah, so it's on the, your left side. Left side and on the far left. Yeah, in the, in the center, the yeah, center on the left. It's not right beside me, but it's an angle towards me. <laughs> oh, sure. Shows the left. So that might be what we call the family area. Oh, um, okay. That, that, yeah, so that's about, in, in business, it's about your colleagues and family. It's about your, your parents and your siblings. It's about where you came from. So giving strength and power to family, family relationships. And, in, in, you know, business, is, it's about the connections, you know, that you make. And, and you're out there in the business of connecting people. Oh, okay. So just leave it where it's at then. Yeah, that's a great spot for it. And and, and having a plant in that area, yeah, that's really good. So it sounds like you have really good um, intuition, Johnny. You know that you're you're putting things where it um, where they make sense. Yeah. Well, good. Awesome. Good. Yeah. One of the questions I do want to ask you is that though. I mean, I love it. This is interesting. In the book, how do we sleep our way to more prosperity? (laughs) <laughs> ah, okay, that's a great question. Well, um, sleep is, is really, really important. And um, when you're sleeping, your body is healing itself. And, um, you know, uh, optimal health will cultiv- cultivates more prosperity. So you want to um, get a good night's sleep every night. You know, uh, average might be between 7 and 10 hours. Try to um, get to bed. Um, ideally between 10 and midnight because that's when um, your body is um, is going into a, um, a and so you are more li- and stay away from you know get off the computer early earlier than that um, you know dim the lights earlier than that you know begin to slow down but getting a deep sleep and getting a good sleep every night helps you to optimize your health. And when you're, he- when you're healthy, you're also likely to be more prosperous and more things are going to go your way. So living a, a healthy lifestyle is, is, um, is really important, and sleep is a huge part of that. You, you have Wonderful. You're likely to have um, fewer accidents when you get more sleep. Yeah, Your brain that's true. is more clear you know, um, when you get more sleep. You, know, you have a much more synchronicity in your life and you have more energy and again this is all about the energy 
Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Where can someone go to buy Money is an Energy Game, get more information about you and Madeline, and keep up with y'all's latest happenings? Go right to the book's website, moneyisanenergygame.com. So www.moneyisanenergy.com. Moneyisanenergygame.com. And if you're not sure if you want to read the book or not, if you sign up for the newsletter list, you can download the first chapter for free and start reading it and, and get a feel for what this is all about. You definitely want to read the book, y'all. Oh, thank <laughs> you, Johnny. And take your time and take your time because this is not about storytelling. It is and it's not because it is about a process of immersion and it's a process of immersing yourself into a new paradigm. Oh, that, that is a great description. It, yes, mm-hmm. it, it all it is all about a new paradigm, paradigm for for well being, and for for living a um, a good life and living a happy life and a healthy life. Yep, and change takes time. Yeah, it really does. What advice do you have for someone who is stuck in the past, aware of the present, but mildly enthusiastic about the future? My advice is to find something to be happy about every day, and it can be a different thing every day. But decide that you are um, going to be happy or you're going to be joyful. If you, you know, we're all human. You get down in the dumps, mm-hmm. things happen. So have at three times as many positive experiences as negative ones. Or if you've been in a situation and, you know, something has spun you around, then you know, go out and have three times as many um, good conversations or good experiences. And and there's some science behind this. Um, Barbara Fredrickson um, has written about it in her book, Positivity, and Malcolm Gladwell also spoke about it, that the three to one is the tipping point. So have three times as many good experiences every day as negative ones, and that will put you on a um, a more positive path right there. And also suspend, suspend doubt. You know, just give it a try. That mm-hmm. maybe some of these concepts um, can um, help be helpful, or maybe you'll find one that really works for you. You know, that, that helps to you know pull you in and um, helps you helps you to make a shift. Sure. Suspend your doubt. Wonderful. By the way, as we close this hour, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Is find something to be happy about every day. Yeah, and put a, put a positive spin on your life. That's what I would do. Wonderful. Peg, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me. I'm from My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me in two weeks, Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. instead of 10, October 28th. My guest will be Deidre Maloney. She's the founder of Highgate Racing, Canada's largest all-female competitive cycling team. Deidre raises money for their youth development program and advocates for women in sports. She's also the co-founder of Women's Support Group in her own community. Deidre believes in sharing our stories to cultivate more collective healing. Deidre and I will be having a conversation about her remarkable life's journey and her recently released memoir, Unfold Me. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to FromMyMama'sKitchenTalkRadio.com. Thank you for listening and have a very blessed week. Peck, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a very blessed day. Thank you, Johnny. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 